Welcome to season two of the Care Deeply podcast. I'm your host, Yolande Morris. I started the Care Deeply podcast in 2020 to explore ways that we can care deeply for ourselves and others. Today, we have popular vlogger, content creator, and author, Safina Carla with us. Safina is the author of Church Girl Culture Versus Christ, a book that sheds light on common ideologies that have supplemented Christian faith. Her goal in writing this book is to remove the pressure of perfection when it comes to the women of faith and to restore biblical truth in places where it's been set aside for shallow formulas. I am so excited to have Safina St. Serin. Did I say that right? Yeah. Or you can say Safina Carla. That's, that's, yeah. My Instagram. Okay. <laughs> At Safina, that is S-A-P-H-I-N-A. Uh-huh. Um, at Safina Carla. Thank you so much for joining us on the Care Deeply podcast. Um, you know, just before, I, I just want to just say something about Safina because I feel like we have known each other really for for a, a couple of years now, right? Like, it, and in that kind of superficial way, in that kind of church superficial way mm-hmm. um, of like, you know, we, we go to the same church, we went to the same church, we were part of the same young adult ministry, but I don't think we've ever actually like really hung out or really kind of um, dived into, you know, a very deep conversation. But that being said, you know, I do follow you on Instagram and I'm constantly amazed by just how God is using you and your boldness, right? You are someone who um, is is just bold and um, always speaking the truth, even when it's inconvenient and which we'll talk about because you said some things that I was like, no, she didn't. (laughs) But then I had to check my heart. So um, tell us, tell us, Safina, tell us about yourself. Tell us where you're from, what you do, and why do you do it, Safina? Why? (laughs) Oh, that was a very sweet introduction. I appreciate that. Um, So I am born and raised in Brooklyn. Uh, that's how we, we met, um, Brooklyn Tabernacle. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, yeah, so I'm born and raised in Brooklyn. Um, I am 29 years old. Um, I currently live in Atlanta. Um, I was a former business manager, um, actually in the beginning of the year. And I am a recently published author, which is still crazy to me. Um, and so, yeah, I guess to me, you know, I've always felt like I always felt like there was something missing. Yeah. Um, with how we did church. Um, and I always felt like there was something more. There had to be more than meetings. There had to be more than volunteer meetings. There had to be more than a building. And so I think my passion in my heart um is to find out or to discover what that more is. Um, Because I feel like over time, we've just adopted a lot of stuff, but it's not necessarily biblical stuff or the things that God 
intended for his church to be, which is something that was alive, something that was effective, something that went out into the world and shined bright and was in the forefront of things. Um, and so, yeah, that's my goal. And I just, maybe a little bit, a little bit of it is, I guess a little bit of my boldness may be the New Yorker in me. <laughs> you already know your line. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, we kind of just tell it like it is. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I just feel like let's just cut to the chase. Let's just talk about the things. I'm really big on having conversations publicly that a lot of us are having privately and normalizing yeah. those kind of conversations because, I mean, it, it just is what it is. So I guess that's my that's my passion. Well, thank you again for being here. And, you know, um, really one of the reasons I wanted to have you on this podcast and, you know, the, the Care Deeply podcast was, you know, it was something that I felt like God put in my heart, especially this year. And it's really focused on how we can care deeply for ourselves and others, right? And so I do think as a church community, especially right now in 2020, um, you know, there we've had experiences before 2020, but I feel like 2020 <laughs> has exposed a lot um, in our churches and our communities. And so you wrote this book, which could not be a more opportune time, um, church girl culture versus Christ. Whoa. Versus Christ, a raw conversation on faith, purity, culture, and cosmetic Christianity. So let's get into it. Like what is purity culture? Can you define that, that for us? And then what is like church girl culture? Because I'm sure I have participated <laughs> in some way, shape or form over the years. Uh, so I define purity culture as, um, I would say it's like a set of rules, regulations, ideologies that I feel like over the years we've adopted as um, God's way of doing things. And a lot of times those ideas and those ideologies aren't rooted in scripture. They're a lot of times rooted in personal opinions and feelings Mm -hmm. about things, but it isn't rooted in truth and being led by the spirit and um, allowing God's diversity in our relationships and our life. Like God doesn't do the same exact thing um, in everybody's relationship or dating experience and things like that. So that's what I define purity culture um, as. What I define church girl culture is, um, again, kind of just like the the culture that we've created that is based on the appearance of righteousness. That's a, that's only about wife preparation. That's only about modesty and making sure that your skirt isn't, you know, above the knee. It's all about the outside. And it's all about the um, appearance of of what it means to be a woman of God (laughs) Yeah, is dealing with the real heart issues that no matter how long or short your skirt is, still exists. (laughs) Um, And it's about, um, you know, just just having that authentic, real relationship with God and, you know, making it 
being okay with our humanity, like yeah. being okay with saying, I love the Lord. I'm a woman of God. I, I love him with all of my heart, but I still struggle. Like I yeah. still struggle with unforgiveness every day is, you know, I, I'm struggling to fight my flesh. Like I'm struggling to trust him. And it's like with the uh, purity culture or cosmetic Christianity that I like to call it, that's frowned upon or yeah. that's looked at as, oh girl, you don't have enough faith. If you're struggling with this, that means you just don't love the Lord. Like you don't <laughs> love the Lord, but <laughs> I'm a human being and yeah. I am not God, which is why I need him. So, yeah. And I think, you know, um, just even from following you on on social media, but then also there is this chapter in this book (laughs) that resonated with me a little too deeply. And it was, God, you owe me. Mm. Can I tell you, (laughs) you know, um, I I think that... um, you know, just reading this and I was like, okay, I I love, I love this. And I'm going to read it. It says, I also had this idea that my spirituality was transactional. I felt as though if I did everything right, according to the sub subtotal of Christian churchianity, God would give me whatever I asked for. Hello. According to my will, if I attended every Bible study, prayer meeting, and loved God well enough, he would see fit to bless me because of my outward piety, regardless of whether or not my heart was in the right place. (laughs) And I think, you know, why that's important is because I know for me, Um, This has been true in my walk, but then I also have a lot of um, female friends, right? You know, um, I'm in my thirties and I have friends who are even in their forties and they are mad at God. They are like, that's a great, that's a mad, yeah, big mad, big mad. Yeah. That's a very, because you, it feels like God didn't do his part. Yep. It feels like I did everything right. I, I wasn't sleeping around. I mm-hmm. wasn't doing this. I, I, I volunteered, you know. Yeah, all the things. I did the ministry that you told me to do. I wrote the book. Okay, yeah. God, all I'm asking is for this one thing. And you couldn't just do this one thing. Like, where, you know, where did I go wrong? And what did I do? And I think it's so crazy that we're having this conversation because a lot of this revelation are things that, Well, let me backtrack. Sometimes Mm -hmm. people think that just because I wrote a book or just because I post a lot on Instagram that like, like a lot of the stuff that I post is for me. Like Mm -hmm. this, these words that I have are not for me. They're from the Holy Spirit, which is ministering to me myself. So one thing that I was like a new revelation to me was sometimes was that I felt like sometimes God purposely (laughs) waits, I guess, for you to get into a place where only he can get the glory. Yeah. If it's like, oh, I served in this ministry and then I, um, you know, didn't have sex for six years and then I got the husband, it's like, oh, you, you earn that. Yeah. God is jealous for his glory. Like God, God does not share his glory with anybody but himself. And so sometimes I feel like God wants us to just rest in being a daughter 
Yeah. Rather than rest in just being the Christian woman of God, like just like just be a daughter. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like, you know, that that whole thing of being upset and angry at God because you feel like he didn't hold his end of the deal is very, very, very real. Like whether we're talking about husband, money, finances, health, where you feel like, God, I just want this one thing. I'm doing what you told me to do. Where is that? And like, I, you know, I, and I'll just speak for myself. I know that there have been times where I have been tight because someone will post and it's usually like someone who's trying to sell like a class or a course on how to get a you, how to get a man and what you're doing wrong and how, you know, that this five-step process. Right. But then it'll be like, you know, I was celibate for two years and focused on the Lord. And my friends and I will be in our chat group like two years, two years. You you know how long it's been? Two right. Like, and then that comes that you know brings about like, well, what did I do wrong? Because you got two years. We're sitting here I'm like we're raising, we're raising pretty teenagers right here. Like <laughs> what in the world, right? I put in more time. Like I did my bid for 10 years. I've been in this for 10 yeah. years. Yeah. You only got two. Yeah. Right. And so I do think, you know, when it comes to how we can, you know, care for the women, especially in our congregation, who feel um you know, just let down by God, you know, and, and uh, this is what I love that you even touch on this. Right. So what would you say, you know, or what have you been saying to these women, you know, as they're approaching you or even DMing you or just like about, you know, your own experience with this? Um, that's, that's hard because I think sometimes it's like, you know, you don't want to give like the cliche, girl, you know, just trust in the Lord, and Lord, <laughs> you know, the Lord gonna bless. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, because I understand you get tired of hearing that. You're like, I've been hearing about the Lord about to bless me for five years now. Where, where is that? I want to see yeah, it. I don't want another right. prophecy. I don't want another word. Right. <laughs> I see it. Um, but I think it is, um, I don't think there's any short answer Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we look at contentment as a final destination rather than a journey. Right. So it's just okay. like, you're not going, because I also feel like that whole, like, if you just be content, God is going to bless you. I feel like that. I <laughs> <laughs> <Eye> roll. Sorry. <laughs> I feel like even that could be like, oh, if let me just aim to be content because if right. I'm content, where are you at? Right, like, right. I, it's a journey. It's like some days you are going to be lonely and then some days you are going to feel content. Other days it's going to be, that's, that's just the ebbs and flows of life. That's how we are in our relationship with God. I'm sorry, but I don't wake up every day just, woo, just ready to serve the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's just not real life. And so I think it's being okay. I think this goes back to what I was saying before, being okay in your humanity yeah. and that, it's not like you don't have to struggle so hard to just be like, let me just be content. Um, being okay with moment by moment, trusting in God and being honest, being completely honest about 
where you are and in your prayers. You know what I'm saying? Saying, God, I'm tired. God, I feel like you lied. Right. When we look at scripture, like even in the Psalms, I feel like people have this idea that everybody was perfect. It's like, uh, no. When you look at Psalms, you see real emotions. You see people crying out to God and saying, God, where are you? You see people, you know, tired, exhausted, feeling like God left them, feeling like God, you know, has, you know, for, for, take forsaken forsaken yeah Um, so I would say that and then I would also say um nothing can speed up or slow down God's timing amen nothing (laughs) (laughs) nothing at all like when God wants to do something God is going to do it period like if because I felt like a lot of times we also say well you have to get to this this magical place of wholeness before you're worthy of a man or worthy of marriage. That's not true either because sometimes God may send you a man to help you get there. And I know plenty of messed up married people. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So I think it's, I think it's a whole bunch of stuff. I think it's taking marriage off of that pedestal that we put it on. For sure. Saying that it's this elevated space to get to. I think it's, um, acknowledging that there's nothing that you can do to speed up or slow down God's timing. And I think it's being okay with being transparent with God in the difficult and in the painful and in the things that you're afraid to, to tell other people or other Christians because you think they're going to judge you for not having enough faith. That is so good that I remember side note that I was at a church. It was not, um, it was like at a church conference, a separate church conference is a small conference. And someone prophetically told me, and I was like, I don't receive that. (laughs) It was like, um, it was like, they told me that I have a discontented spirit. And I was like, of course I'm discontented. But it was, I remember, I remember the frame of mind that it put me in was then I got to wake up. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Because if I'm like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Every day that he's going to give me what I want. Cause maybe that's why I'm not getting what I want. Right. And then it's, so then it becomes this transactional relationship with God. I'm giving him praise. I'm giving him like, okay, if I give you the praise, you're going to give me what I want. God, like, was really good. I'm giving you all the praise. All the praise. Every praise, right? (laughs) That is so real. And I think also like, okay, I'm just going to ask this question. How do you feel about online dating? (sighs) Okay. All right. (laughs) So I may at some point do it, but I think, and and I'll be honest, this is what I think that in my head, Mm -hmm. I still have this picture of how I want to meet my husband, right? Mm -hmm. And I also think, because I'm maybe a little paranoid, I'm like, I need to know his people. I need to know, like, at least a couple of degrees of separation, you know, somebody be like, yo, so he's cool. He's good. Like, I don't know if I have that with online dating, right? You could lead a double life. You could lead a double life in person. So my friends have told me. So I, and then I also have friends who are honestly doing online dating. I'm like, it's not working out so well for you. Right. right. So I'm not inspired 
but <laughs> let's just say I'm not inspired by if they're listening, you know who you are. Yeah. I'm not inspired by their journeys, right? Yeah. Um, because it is also cuffing season. And so, uh, you know, some people sometimes like go online dating around Valentine's Day because they want a Valentine. I have, these are real people, real Christians I know, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, because it, the, the loneliness is, is a struggle. And so they want some t- the attention. And so for me, I'm like, well... Yeah. <laughs> we all only. <laughs> like, exactly. Exactly. And so I think I'm not there yet. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, I think for me, what's helped me a lot <laughs> is relinquishing control. Ooh, so good. I really feel like that because even with purity culture, because mm-hmm. purity culture has this big, pretty pink box. Yeah. I'm supposed to meet him this way. And then I'm supposed to do this and then this. And and that is not how, that's not how it works sometimes. And so I think a lot of times, even from a practical standpoint, because I do think practicality plays a part in it. And and I'm not saying necessarily online dating, but I'm just speaking of like the mindset of Mm -hmm. Relinquishing the control of what you think it's supposed to look like because just control. because it's in your I have head, control issues, yes. <laughs> yeah, just because it's in your head doesn't mean that God is obligated to fulfill what's in your head. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I think that's another thing that I had to learn um and just let go of. Because God is not gonna play you. Right. That's one thing. God is not gonna lie, God's not gonna send you one eyed, you know. <laughs> guy that you have to like struggle to like he knows your line he, cre- he created you as i said i'm not inspired by my friends who are online <laughs> <laughs> i'm not as inspired by who they're meeting so no i feel that i feel that the online could be a scary place so i definitely get that but I'm, and, but no, you have a good point because I, and if this is what happens if you're a writer, communicator, you are used to telling the story, right? Yeah, and it's like, so no, good. when God writes the story, not us, but I am a storyteller. I am yeah. someone who tells stories and writes for a living and put words in mouth. So I'm like, okay, God, let me, this, okay. Let me, <laughs> let me tell you how this is gonna be god all right let me tell you how we're gonna meet oh my god look at us serving in ministry together oh my god girl like you you have because but it's also how it is like in church yes christianity how many deacons and pastors are like oh my god i was just running my race and then as i was running my race i just looked, I looked over and like, i see i saw my wife running along the same path and we just god brought us together and so that was honestly I wasn't always like this, you know, no, but I do remember, you know, when I did start um, attending young adult ministry in my early twenties and there was this, I didn't know at the time, all this indoctrination that was happening. And um, it was just this, this indoctrination of, you know, again, like, Oh, like I remember this was the time when, 
um, I Kiss Dating Goodbye was like all the rage. And I came from a different kind of church where it was like, wait, I was like, wait, wait, wait. People were even, even like, I remember being in a meeting, you know, adult meeting and like the pastor at the time was talking about, oh yeah, like, you know, you shouldn't even kiss. Like there were people who didn't kiss before they got married. And I was like, oh, that's a thing. Yeah. And then you start striving. I want, I want it to be, I want a holy love story. Okay. I never strive for that because I was like, no, we need, I was like, we're not going to have sex, but we do. I was like, but kissing, I was like, Lord, what? I did. In the beginning, I was like, yeah, because I was just like, oh, it's a sin. It's wrong. It's not glorifying God. Now it's a completely different story. I'm like, <laughs> no, we're going we gonna to kiss. Okay. We gonna kiss. Exactly. But yeah. you, you, but, but, but to that point, you know, um, we so, um, I know for me, and I'll speak for myself, it just like, oh, because, and you know, this is also what I want to talk to you about, um, because I know that where I was coming from, I had been in a messed up relationship. So I came into this new environment wanting per- perfection. Perfection, that's so good. I, so I was like, oh, <laughs> this is why I messed up because I was just trying to do it the old ratchet way. Yes, yes. So they clearly it's working for them because I had never also been in an environment where like I was, I grew, grew up in church my whole life and everybody in my church group was like pregnant. Um, so that tells you something. Yeah. But so when I came into this new environment, it was like, Oh my God, they're like waiting until marriage. Mm-hmm. And that's normal. Mm-hmm. And so like the kissing thing was like, wait, what? You're like, that's, and so I was like, maybe if I am this way or I strive to be this way, then God will bless me with a good guy, like a really great Christian guy. Right. And so, you know, just, you know, the first chapter of your book opens up, you know, empty hearts and empty wombs. And, um, you really had went through a lot with your relationship. I'm sorry. Wait, wait, wait. Are you frozen? Cut out. Hold on. Whoa, whoa, wait, wait. I'm, wait. I'm sorry. The last place it. Um, Hold on. You, woke up, you said that you just mentioned empty hearts and empty wounds. Right. Hello. Okay. All right. So. I'm freezing. Oh. So. Safina, you know, one of the things um, we we've been talking about is just your journey, Mm -hmm. your journey, um, first of all, in writing this book. But you start the book with basically just you just put us right into your story. Right. So if we didn't know anything about Safina, oh, we know about Safina now. And I, again, this is what I say about loving your transparency because it's called empty hearts and empty wounds. Mm -hmm. And there's so much to your story. Um, You know, so kind of, you know, we want people to get the book, you know, let's be clear. But um, if you can just touch on a little bit of your experience, um, you know, be, you know, from being a teenager. So before the pre-saved Safina. Yeah. yeah. So, um, it's so funny because I'm a very private person. 
Mm-hmm. Like if you look on my Instagram page, like it's mostly just words. <laughs> um, so I don't, I don't, yeah, I'm just like a naturally private person, but I did feel like with writing this book, I, you know, God wanted me to have uh, a transparency, uh, even an, an uncomfortable transparency, yeah. because, you know, when you, and you know this as a writer, when you're talking about, when you're telling a story, especially when it's your story, you're having to relive certain things and you're having mm-hmm. to pull up the ugly stuff and you're having mm-hmm. to like talk about things that you, you know, kind of, I don't want to say forgot about, but things that were just buried really, really deep. Yeah. And so, um, I had, so I got into a relationship when I was 15. I had no business doing that. <laughs> Girl. Yeah. Um, he was like four years older than me. Um, so we had gotten into a relationship and, you know, I'm just like a young girl. It's this cute guy who's interested and sure he wanted me to be his girlfriend. And so we got into a relationship and it ended up being really, really toxic, really abusive, physically abusive, verbally abusive, um, and things like that. Um, and that is actually, so I was in that relationship for four years. So those developmental years, 15, 16, 17, 18, yeah, 18, you know, that time was spent me being in this relationship. And if you've ever been in a toxic relationship, you know how draining it is. So you're not, you're not focusing on yourself. You're focusing Mm -hmm. on your relationship because you it's your world and you think mm-hmm. that you guys are going to be together forever and you know you just all of this stuff so um I had gotten to a point and I say this in my book that I feel like maybe there was somebody praying for me who I didn't know mind you I didn't grow up in the church I didn't mm-hmm. come from a Christian family I didn't come from I just didn't come from a Christian household. I I just Mm -hmm. didn't. So um, like I said, I say that in the book that maybe there was somebody secretly praying for me who I had no idea because I had gotten to this place of just um, exhaustion and it wasn't a physical exhaustion. It was like an emotional exhaustion where I was just so tired. And again, if you've ever been in a toxic relationship, you know that it's just the emotional up and down and, and whatever. And so I remember getting to a point where I had prayed and, and um, the prayer wasn't cute. Yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't in a church. It wasn't, I didn't have this big emotional experience in the building. It was literally me crying my eyes out at night and saying, God, if you're real, I don't talk to you, don't really know you like that. But if you're real, I need you to get me out of this because I just didn't see a way out. This is, yeah. this is what I've known for the past four years. And so, um, you know, nothing dramatic happened, you know, um, on the outside, but internally I feel like something came alive. You know, yeah. I started to see things differently. I compare it to, and it's so funny because I remember I always used to say this, and this was before I ever read the scripture when I was just like, when I would be explaining it to people, I would be like, it was like I had a veil over my eyes and then somebody like took the veil off. Wow. But then we see in scripture. Yes. <laughs> we see in scripture that yes. that happens when you get saved. That is literally. Yeah. Literally. I remember I used to always say that and I had no idea that was even in the Bible. 
Wow. So um, I started to see things differently and I started to see life outside of that relationship and I started to desire more. At the time, I was um, going to school for fashion design at mm-hmm. FIT. Um, and I was a part-time waitress. And um, I pretty much just stopped everything. I stopped everything because you know, it wasn't just God rescuing me from a relationship. It's like, I just had this completely different view on life and about God. And I was just like, what is this? Like, I was just like, what is this? And so in that relationship, God gives me the strength to leave that. Um, never look back. I, you know, he changed my desires. Um, and from there, it was just me like seeking God. I would read the Bible. I didn't know what I was reading, but I was just like so hungry for this, this thing. You know, that zeal when you first get saved. Yeah. You want to watch every sermon that there is. You want to read every scripture that there is. So that's what it was like. And from there, it was just this journey. My sister was going to BT, Brooklyn Tabernacle. Mm-hmm. Um before me and so I went because of her and that's when I had like the community and transition yeah um all of that and so that's kind of where my journey is and um yeah that's about it you know there are so many aspects of your story that I actually identified with so many um and not just being in a toxic relationship right but then also the shame of it um, the shame of being in a relationship and then feeling like this person is your whole identity, yes. you know, and, and that's probably just a product of being young and impressionable okay. and not knowing better, but then also, you know, coming from, um, you know, whether it's a single parent home or just br- homes with brokenness that you're looking outside of the home for love. Right. Um, and so I, I, that's what, again, with your transparency and sharing the story, because then I think when um, we're coming from that place mm-hmm. and then you're kind of offered this kind of golden yeah. <laughs> Christianity, yeah. you're like, I want it, I want it, I want it, right? Because yeah. it, it, it is it is like this redemption, it feels like, like, that's okay. So that's yeah, yeah. It is like, okay, like if I do all the things right, I'm going to make up for it. I'm going to make up for it. <laughs> that is how I approached, like, and I grew up in church and I was just like, well, you know, that wasn't really, they weren't really saved at that church. They weren't really Christian. <laughs> you know, this is true Christianity and wow. I'm going to, I'm going to win it, this Christianity, right? I'm going to win that medal. I'm going to win the race, mm-hmm. you know? And so I, I think when we, um, and you know, you, you talk a lot about this kind of, I guess, like cosmetic Christianity, if you will, um, in, in that, you know, and so if you can just even, I know we've talked so much about purity culture and church girl culture, but I, I do think this kind of, um, you know, it, it bears just um, speaking more about like, you know, cosmetic and yeah. and like, what are some ways that, you know, um, we can not, not necessarily, but what are some things or, or tips that you would even give to Christians or women um, about how to approach, whether it's a new believer coming to the faith or, you know, someone who maybe is like, okay, I want to really understand or know who God is for myself. Right. 
Um, <laughs> that's 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 a tough one because I feel like there's just so many aspects that play a part into it. But looking back, um, something that I constantly have to remind myself of, um, even after years of being saved, is God is the one that initiates and perfects our faith. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he's the one that started it. Mm-hmm. I didn't do anything. When I was in the, on, the, on that bed, crying my eyes out and praying, like God's sovereignty works in such a way that even your desires is something that he orchestrated. Oh, that's so good. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you start wanting stuff that he put in you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But you all of a sudden want God. That we're not, that's not our nature. We're born into sin. We don't, we don't, choose God. God chooses us. And so I think that is the biggest thing that um, a lot of people go wrong is that they forget that it was God that initiated it and it was and it's God that's going to perfect it. Mm. And so what happens is, you know, we get saved and it's woo, so excited. You have to see, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to save the world. (laughs) (laughs) Christian. Yay. gonna watch anything that's not christian i'm gonna you know all of these great i stopped listening to secular music for a number of years there are times i go back and i'm like when did they come out with like when did they come out with this album right because i missed it i totally missed it i was like the song you know jesus so and I think it's from a it's from a it's from a good place I think it's we're just excited and we just want you know what I'm saying we think we're you know doing the right thing and I mean if that's what God leads you to do then you know I'm not here to to tell people you know what they do go with your convictions and be led by the Holy Spirit but I'm saying I think what happens is we take on all of this weight we take on all of this life standards and things like that and then we get tired yeah you start running and you're like oh okay this is is a little a little heavy like and and then we get tired and then we fail or we mess up and we don't know um I I feel like we either go on one or two sides so it's either we go far left to the point where we think everything is a sin and you know, if you step on a roach the wrong way, you're going to hell. Yeah. Or it's so far right where it's just so much grace to the point where there's no such thing as holiness. There's no such thing as, you know, God having standards for how we're supposed to live our life to glorify him. Yeah. But I think there's an in-between and that there's a balance that a lot of times we miss out. And that's because we don't. Um, and I think it's because that's when we start to take on the pressure and we start to try to create um, this perfect thing. Like, okay, God, I'm going to, I'm going to, it's almost like we say, all right, I'm going to go out into the world and I'm going to be this perfect Christian. And then I'm going to present it to God and say, here, God, look, don't you see? Yep. Like, that's exactly it. Good, that's right? exactly like, it. It's like, no, like you, we need God from beginning to end. And I think if we really internalize that and rested in that, and I think it's so interesting that the Bible talks about that, like laboring to rest. Yeah. It sounds like an oxymoron, like, okay, well, laboring means work and rest means rest. So how do you labor to work? But I think God in his wisdom knew how we are wired. Yep. We just want to work and we want to strive and da, 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 da. Yeah. And salvation, like it's a gift. It's free. 
It's free. It's <laughs> absolutely free. Somebody gives it to you. So um, I think that is the biggest thing is to remember that if God initiated it, which he did, that he's the one that's going to complete it. And, and being able to come to God as a daughter, not Yolan, the writer, not yes. Yolan, the, you know, perfect woman of God, mm-hmm. not the volunteer at 10 different ministries, just, just, just his daughter. That's it. Yeah. And he gives you the strength to live out and to do what he's called you to do. And so it's not heavy. That's so good. That's so good. And, you know, I love that you said laboring to rest, um, because that leads me to my next question is, what is your self-care routine? Like, how do you take care of Safina? Um, On a spiritual sense, you know, prayer, reading the word, um, things like that, because I've, and I've, even with that, even with that, I had to learn that that was not a cookie. That was not, oh, because I've heard that, like, I've heard it with, with the whole church girl culture, Christian girl culture thing, that yeah. it's like, you know, God is lonely, you know, and, you know, you have to spend <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I'm, yes. Like, you know, you haven't spent time with him all day. Like, and he's just sitting there waving. He's like a jealous boyfriend, jealous partner. Like, no, he's not. Like, right. he loves us. We're right. like, but it's for our spiritual growth. Like, Absolutely. You want to live this life and you going out into this crazy world, you need the spirit of God, you need some juice. <laughs> like, yes. Be reminded of the truth. And so that's where prayer and dependence and reading the word comes in. That is not so that you can just check something off and just say, oh, I'm a good Christian. I did. I read my Bible. I did my right. Bible today. So I think for sure that is, is my, my care routine reading, you know, spending time with him, getting my mind right. Um, but on a practical real life sense, um, I mean, I like to do like, I like to paint my nails. It's very therapeutic for me. Come like, on. Like, that's like, a good, that's a good thing to know how to do. Cause I haven't had my nails done all year. University. Well, I mean, mine's are not done now, but like my nails, um, I love candles. Mm-hmm. I love candles. So yeah. candles, um, I don't know. I'll just like, I love coffee. <laughs> so a nice cup of coffee and like just zoning out and watching some youtube videos like just time to just do the weird stuff yeah like you know binge watching random stuff like project one way or yeah just 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 to relax and be in my own zone you know, speaking of Project Runway, you you spoke about going to you know school yeah. um, for fashion. Is that still something you plan to pursue, or what's next for you, Safina? You know what's so crazy? <laughs> it's so crazy is because I actually feel like, and this is very very new. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think I would. I thought it was just like, oh, you know, whatever. That was just a season in my life. But I actually feel like. Um, that is something that I do want to pursue. Um, yeah. Maybe some like merchandise or things like that. Um, and eventually kind of tying that into like a nonprofit and something with 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 helping women in like a practical way and 
just I'm still writing out the vision and stuff like that. But yes, that is something that um, I definitely want to pursue again um, as God leads me to. That's so good. And, you know, as you mentioned before, like God cares about our desires, right? He does. He does. And he and that's something that. You know, when you when you come from a place of um, striving and trying to work towards things and everything is just like, you know, a struggle. Like, I feel like even growing up, it, it was a lot of struggle. Like my parents didn't have a lot of money. Yeah. It was always like, you know, it's hard sometimes to just view God as a God that just cares. Yeah. Like, he just cares. He just cares. You know like, he's not like this person in heaven that's just waiting for you to slip up that's waiting for you to like he cares about your desire that don't mean he's gonna give you everything you want (laughs) because he cares right and sometimes our desires are not what's good but you know he does he cares about your your being he cares about he cares about your heart he cares about your mind and your body and yeah um that was something that Honestly, I had to get a revelation of. I would say, girl, I would talk, I would say the past two weeks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting the revelation now, Safina. How about that? You reminded me. Yeah, like he cares. Like it's okay to say, mm-hmm. God, this is my desire. And hey, can you show me this? Can you teach me that? Like it's okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I love that. I love that. And you know, as you mentioned, you wrote this book, Church Girl, Culture Versus Christ, which I highly, highly recommend. Um, you know, what? what is something that you would say to someone who, you know, they're on Amazon, they're, they're scrolling through, why, why should they pick up your book, Safina? Oh, God. Why should they hit click order on this book? Um, that's a great question. Um, I would say it's just... I feel like it's a book that cuts straight to the heart, which is, which was my goal. Like, let's clear out this, just clear out the cute stuff. Yeah. Um, so I would say, like, if you're looking to, um, you know, maybe grow or maybe just I'll even be challenged in a way, you know, because I do think it's good sometimes for us to be challenged and because a lot of times we have mindsets that we don't even know that we have until yeah. it's questioned and until it's like wait a minute like where did that come from or what is yeah. that um and I do think and I do my intention was it was for it to be interactive so I do have some conversation questions at the end of the chapter um for people to like reflect on and to, um, you know, just, just cause it to think like, I, I wanted it to be something that was taken bit by bit and for people to digest it. So I just think, I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a pretty good book, you know, I think <laughs> you know, you're an author and all. Yes. Yeah. That's so crazy. But, um, yeah, I, I just, I, I think it's a, it's a great book that challenges traditional church ideas. And I think that it will help people to see God, um, even if it's a little bit, but I think it'll help people to see God um, in the way that he wants people to see him, like as as both a lover and, you know, a God of holiness, but he's, he's still a father. So. Amen. 
Amen. And so guys, if you want to not only be inspired, but challenged, please follow, not only pick up her, her book, Church Girl Culture Versus Christ, but please follow Safina Carla on Twitter, on Instagram. I mean, she will, some, her posts will challenge your thinking. And I know it has challenged mine um, in a good way, right? It has challenged me in a good way to always put God first, um, but then also challenged me in terms of tearing down certain idols I've had, you know, whether it's people or things and it's like, wait, Okay. Yeah. So that is that is why I wanted to have you on here today, Safina, because God is using you um, to I, I I believe in a in a positive way to really um, put the focus back on Him. And so I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of what God is doing in your life. And you know, please pick up this book. Please follow Safina. Bless her. She has a. Um, I don't know if you. <laughs> everybody seems to have a cash app these oh, days. Girl, it's a. S A P H seven one five. So the first four letters of my name, 715. (laughs) There you have it. Bless the sister. Okay. So thank you so much, Safina, for being here with us. And, you know, everyone, I just pray that you will care deeply about yourselves and others. And I hope that this episode inspired you to do so. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Juan. Thank you. Thanks for joining me today, and I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Safina. Until next time, don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, and share the Care Deeply podcast with your network.